While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. Tell me all about the tigers, Andrew. I don't want to start like that. That's a dumb way to start. You don't want to start talking about tigers? You want me to do a proper intro? I don't want to start intro? talking about tigers out of context, like without... So I can't fade in on this tiger conversation is what you're saying? No. Like, let's talk about... We can talk about something else. We can talk about how hot it is. It's so Oh, it is the hottest. Hot. <laughs> oh, my good gracious. Also, I noticed that I say, oh, my good gracious all the time now, and I think do I want to stop. When did you start? To, when did you pick that like up? Like two weeks ago, maybe. From where? I think Why? I self-imposed it on myself because I've been working at a summer camp, and so I've been uh, trying not to. Oh, so you can't say like cusses? Yeah, I'm trying not to have a potty mouth, and so I think I say "good gracious." <laughs> we yeah, because we can, we can't we don't pot, we don't cuss on this show either. So if you wanted to drop a cuss, we'd have to bleep it anyway. I know we haven't done that. Have we done that? I think I did that once. One time. One. F- time <laughs> oh no two times two times now. Two t- i wasn't sure if you were gonna cuss again <laughs> <laughs> no just, just i don't want to make a whole bunch of extra post-production work for my it's too hot for it's way too hot welcome to overdue a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read on which we don't cuss my name is craig my name is andrew and it's so it's hot. the hottest i don't why? know why is it this hot <laughs> I don't know where you are when you're listening to this. You might be in a car with the air conditioning on. You might live in Iceland. You might be working in the freeze box at your local convenience store. And I hate you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If you're listening to it like contemporaneously, then maybe you're aware of how hot it is. Oh. And you're just roasting in your own your own gooiness and you know exactly what we're talking about after but. the heat death of the universe when those aliens show up to rescue robot Haley joel osmond from the bottom of the ocean they're gonna find these podcasts and they're gonna be like oh this is where everybody went which Haley joel osmond movie is that oh, is the, the sixth sense two no. <laughs> seven sense seven sense <laughs> the seven sense is being a robot that's what it is yeah Bruce Willis was a ghost robot the whole time. <laughs> ghost robot the whole time. Spoiler alert. Oops. If you if you go back and watch that movie, you can see all the parts where they accidentally showed his robot parts. But you don't know it the first time. It was all clues. If you go through the audio track and take out like all the music and all the dialogue and everything, you can just hear Bruce Willis's servos. Like what do servos do what's the verb that you would use i think they worrying i think they servo i think they clanking i think you might be right it might be sir it might be whirring whirring servos yeah that's my new have you listened to my band (laughs) the whirring servos you beat me there uh so and we're not dying from global warming which is a myth but i would choose to believe it for right now um what we read books, and then we uh, we talk about them, if you didn't know that already. And this week, Andrew read what? What did you read? 
I read The Life of Pi by Jan Martel. Now, is that book in 3D? It's not. (laughs) It's I choose to read books in 2D usually. I because yeah 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 3D books are more expensive and they also don't really exist. They don't make like adult 3D books. Well, 3D books are just pop up books, right? I think so. What if it was a hard book? It would waste. It would weigh like a hundred pounds. Like you couldn't make a grown-up chapter book be a pop-up. What if Dune book was a pop-up like book? A Dune the Man. pop-up book. Sandworms um, coming at you. <laughs> that would be. I would read that. I'd All right. So here's what book. I know about Life of Pi, and you're going to okay. tell me everything else about it. Well, actually, I have a I have a story about. About why I'm reading life. Oh, well, you know what? That probably is better than whatever I was going to say. So you just go ahead. Well, it's not even, it's like the first time I became aware that Life of Pi was a thing. This was before it became a major motion picture last year. Did it win any Oscars? It probably won some. It won some design Oscars. And I think there was a whole hullabaloo about the, uh, it won Oscars, but the production house that basically made that movie got shuttered before the Oscars came out. That was really, that was too bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, you had a story. So my fiance Susanna was reading this book, and on the cover of the edition that she has is a boat, and there's a tiger in it. And I assumed, like not knowing anything about the book at all, that this was some sort of symbolism, and that the book was not actually about that. So I went off and was like, "Oh, hey, what's that book about? Tiger boats?" And she said, "Yes, that's what it's about." And that's that's my life of pie story. <laughs> so. Did you think it was about tigers that live in boats? Like a whole I, like I didn't world? know what I thought it was about. I thought it I thought it was something that I wasn't meant to understand. But no, it actually turns out that this book is mostly about a young boy named Piscine Molitor Patel. Okay, so Pi. So Pi Pi for short. Great. And a tiger and they are shipwrecked and stranded in a lifeboat for two hundred and 227 days, yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to say years, and I got really confused. No, no. That's the 227 days. Okay. It's quite enough. Now, is this set in the real world? We will get to that later. Okay, yes, where do you want to start? <laughs> we got a tiger, we got a boat, we got a, a kid named Pi. Is this book about math? No, it's not about Okay, math. let's scratch about, that talking point. It's about tiger boats. Tiger boats. All right. So this kid, Pi, is brought up in India, and his dad owns a zoo, and and that's like the whole first third of the book is just him being him growing up, and his dad owns a zoo, and he is really religious. Pi is okay. He um he subscribes to three religions. He's a Christian and a Muslim and a Hindu. Hedging his bets. Good on him. Yeah. He's, he's going to get somewhere when he, got, yep, when he yep, dies. Yep. Um, and so that's the entire takeaway from the first third of the book. And then because of political changes in the country, like this is taking place in the mid-1970s, which, I mean, I don't really know much about Indian politics, but... um. I guess there were some some changing winds, and so they decide to close up shop and move to Canada. Okay, and so they get on the they like sell all the animals to various zoos, and the the big steamer boat that is carrying the family and all the animals to Canada um, 
there's either I mean it's 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 implied that there's engine trouble. Okay. And then combined with a storm. And anyway, the ship sinks and his family dies. Oh god. And he's stuck on this lifeboat with a few other animals that make it off of the ship. Why were there animals on the boat at all? Because they were, they, you know, they had that zoo and they sold all the animals to different zoos around the world. Okay. And they were transporting the animals that were going to North America with them. Okay. On, on the boat. Okay. So they were bringing this, it was like a traveling drop off the animals tour. Is that really the best the best way you can I ran out of words. That? I didn't quite know it's what to call it. Yes, it's a traveling drop off the animals tour. Well when you have a bunch of animals, you gotta drop them off, you go on a traveling drop off the animals I tour. You could have gone with like Noah's Ark or something. Like they're that established stories about boats. that seemed too on the nose. So instead you went for the thing that was as far from the nose as you could think of. <laughs> Yes, that that's correct. Why? Wait, is there any reason why they're going to Canada of all places? Um, the part of India that they're from was um, it's Pondicherry, which my to my understanding is part of India that was uh, French colonial and not British colonial. Oh, okay, all right. And so they're going to Canada because there's also French people there. I hear tell. I hear tell. That's the truth. Yeah, that's that's that was my. So now, did Pi know this tiger beforehand? Yeah, there's there's a traumatic experience where Pi's dad is trying to teach them because the animals, you know, in in a zoo are pretty docile looking most of the time, and okay. I guess it would be easy just to think of them as as pets almost as just big sleepy teddy bear yeah. animals. So Pi's dad to teach him and his brother a lesson. What doesn't doesn't feed this tiger for like four days. And then puts it in a cage with a goat, and the tiger just kills the oh no crap out of the goat right in he front of him. He ate the goat. Oh my god, he ate the goat. So that's uh, yeah. So he he knows. This so tiger. okay. So does Pi wake up in the boat? Does he remember? Well, I mean, there, there's a whole sequence when you know where he wakes up in the middle of the night because he thinks he hears a noise, and then it turns out that the ship is sinking, and then some of the crewmen like they. The crewmen, okay, so there's the there's the lifeboat, right? All right. And in it, there is, like, this hyena. What? And the crewmen are going to, like, throw pie into the lifeboat to distract the hyena so they can get in. But what? the ship sinks before they can do that. Oh, no. So, so he was supposed to die. He was supposed to get eaten by the hyena. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be eaten by the hyena. Okay. So there's this whole, there's a whole you know, beginning sequence where he's in this boat with a zebra with a broken leg and a hyena and... Some kind of monkey. I can't. Susanna is on this on me all the time about not knowing the difference between like a chimpanzee and a gorilla and all the different monkey kinds. Wait, like wait, wait, all, wait, they're all just wait, monkeys. wait, wait. Chimps are not monkeys. See why? I don't care. Aren't they close enough? Monkeys got tails. Tomato, tomato. I am not What's no a monkey. Chimpanzee then. Chimps are primates. These aren't monkeys? No, they're monkeys. <laughs> Anyway, he's on his boat with a monkey uh. and a hyena and a zebra. <laughs> and the hyena kills the zebra really brutally in front of him. And Wait, they're all on this boat? They're all on this little How lifeboat. How big is this lifeboat? Um, it is big enough for all these Can things. Can they all walk around? Not very much. Okay. Um, 
You, I keep losing my place in the in the plot synopsis. That's okay. Um, and then yeah, the hyena kills the zebra, kills the monkey, chimp, gorilla thing. It's, uh, then, it's not a chimera. It's not a mix of different and then, monkeys. <laughs> and then. Oh, wait, there's a tiger. There's a tiger in the boat, too. Wait. And he was hiding underneath the tarp. What? And then he kills the hyena. What? Like the T-Rex at the end of Jurassic Park? Like he just bursts in and no yeah, one knew he was there. there? And um, and so Pi comes to the realization that he's going to need to, like, coexist with this tiger because the alternative is that Pi gets eaten. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Dead. Yeah. So I mean, most of the most of the stories about their adventures on the high seas and pies, like difficulty finding food and water, and just generally surviving and trying to stay sane. No, I've read a lot of. Well, I I have read a lot. I mean, in like elementary school and middle school, I seem to remember a lot of books where there's like a kid in a place trying to survive. That seems like a genre of book. Like Hatchet. Like Hatchet. Like. My Side of the Mountain. I never read that oh, one. That's I only the one. read Hatchet. My Side of the Mountain, this kid has a badger named Thoreau. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. Um, there's another one called The K, where this kid ends up on an island and he goes blind. And he lives there for a while. Like, how deep does it go into survival time? Like, what does he do? Is it interesting? Is it kind of like, oh... For lack, excuse the pun, is it just treading water until something interesting happens? Uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of there's a lot of survival time, and it's like it's survival time with a twist because he also has to keep his tiger happy, <laughs> so he doesn't time with a twist. So it's not just about finding water and food for himself, okay. but also finding food and water for the tiger, so that the tiger doesn't because eat him. If, if yeah, if the tiger gets too hungry, then it's night night for pie oh no okay um so yeah there there there's a lot of stuff about pie like luckily the lifeboat has some supplies in it um some like emergency rations and some water and some little tanks for desalinization of water okay okay and pie also builds this little raft out of like oars and life jackets and stuff that he can you know while he's in the process of he doesn't quite train the tiger but he is like he does establish his territory on the boat like through through a series of like he's got this whistle and he like rocks the boat to make the tiger seasick and he blows the whistle and so then when the tiger hears the whistle the tiger gets all seasick i guess i didn't i guess i'd never thought about animals getting seasick can we just talk about that for a second that's really all there. Yeah, just the tiger gets pretty seasick when the boat does the, rocks back does and the forth tiger and like barfs. throw up? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Does it happen if you put a dog on a boat? Like if I had a dog and I brought him I and I had a boat and I put my dog there's on not a boat? There's not a dog in this book. Hmm. It's not called Life of Old Yeller. Well, well who's another dog? We could just call it Old Yeller. <laughs> who's another dog? <laughs> <laughs> Shiloh, Lassie, Airbud. What There's do you want to let's go? Come on. Life of Airbud. I would watch Life of Airbud. That's every Airbud movie is Life of Airbud. But there's no story where Airbud and whatever kid owns Airbud is out in a boat and they have to survive. 
Yeah, I guess so. All right, so he's so he's training the tiger by feeding him fish, I presume. Um, yeah, fish, and just eventually, once the emergency rations run out, he kind of starts just eating whatever there is at hand. Like there's turtles. Um, <laughs> he tries eating tiger poop once. Ew. And it just doesn't go well because oh it's no, tiger poop. How is he's pretty desperate? He's out there for months and okay. months and months. Totally. Like, how is this stuff handled tonally? Is this like pretty bleak as you're reading it? Is it played to comic effect? Well, the okay, let's talk about the frame, like the Please do. the way the story is told a little bit because I I mean, from a plot synopsis standpoint, I mean, they have other various adventures and there are different things that happen, but really most of what you need to know is just that he's on a boat and he's with a tiger, and he has to survive. All right. Now, the way the book is framed is it presents this as a true story, you know, something that actually happened to somebody. Okay. And there is a, you know, a writer who is interviewing Pi, like a, like a, you know, a 40-something Pi who has been living in Canada for a while and has a wife and kids and has obviously survived. Like, before it gets into the the really you know, low parts of the story. I mean, it, it specifically comes out and says, you know, this story has a happy ending because he, you know, he makes it. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so you're never, yeah, you're I never mean, worried he, that he's going to, like, eat the wrong piece of tiger poop and then not make it? No. Like, you, you know that he's going to survive because if he didn't survive, then there would be nobody to, okay. to like, relay right. the story. So, so there's not, like, that tension is not a part of the book. And it does get pretty... I mean, there are parts that are pretty bleak, but mostly it's just kind of, it's an adventure story a little almost. It's, you're just kind of finding out, you know, what happens and not like, does he live? Okay. Fair Um, enough. And. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, earlier I tried to ask you if this book took place in the real world and you seemed to shy away from the question (laughs) can you elaborate without like potentially ruining anything or because in my head here's what i know about the book other that from the movies other than that there's a tiger is that a bunch of like very visually impressive things happen in the ocean i don't know why that is yeah and that's it's actually kind of interesting because the first my first exposure to the story at all like um before I started reading this book, like after it was on my list of things to read eventually, but before I started reading it, I saw most of the like ocean adventure part of the story okay. on a plane, but I didn't have my headphones in. So all I could do was look at it. Okay. And so there are a lot of things in the book, like pretty early on, like a school of flying fish just jumps out of the water and starts like bombarding them both. And like, that's how that's how Pi first starts feeding the tiger and how he gets bait to fish. And Interesting. All right. Like, just there are a lot of very visually oriented things. And it's, it's kind of neat because despite, you know, not having my headphones in and not even really paying attention to the, to the movie exclusively, I kind of picked up a lot of what, you know, what happened to both of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as to, as to whether it happens in the real world, that's kind of kind of interesting because i think truth is a big is a big thing in the book so it's preceded by this author's note and i think normally the 
you know, the way an author's note works is it's removed from the story because you're hearing directly from the author and it's supposedly, you know, nonfiction. Oh, is this, is this purportedly like the author's note is part of the work of fiction? Yeah. Okay. So the author's note is from the perspective of like the fictional writer who is, who is interviewing Pi. All right, cool. And um, he's telling this, he's telling this story about how he's, you know, he, he wanted to write a book and he, and he had it all mapped out and it was going to be great. And he was writing it and like the dialogue and stuff was, was really good. And there were like bits of it that, that was really good. But then once he finished the manuscript, he realized that it was like less than the sum of his parts. Hmm. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a great story. Okay. And so the writer in the book, like, here's the story about Pi and he chases it down because that's what he's trying to do is he's trying to find a really interesting, like really gripping story. So that's, that's like, that's like thing. The theme is truth. And that's like point one. Okay. Point two is when Pi is, you know, discovering all of these religions that he subscribes to. There is a particular scene where like the priest and the, um, and like the other religious figureheads from you know that he's been visiting separately, they all they all are at his dad's zoo and they all are looking for his dad so they can tell him like how pious and how great Pi is, and then they all run into each other simultaneously and discover that he is all of these religions. What? <laughs> and they have this big argument about like like you know he these religions are, are mutually exclusive. You cannot believe you're not, you cannot subscribe to one and also subscribe to the others because they all believe things that are just like fundamentally, fundamentally incompatible with each other. So it's some and sort Pai's, of like priest, monk and rabbi walk into a zoo situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really, and everybody has a good laugh. Okay. Except not, except not at all. Cause this the conversation is pretty heated. Okay. And, um, so the, and Pi's, Pi's thing is that he just wants to, like, he just wants to love God mm-hmm. and he just wants to, he just, he just wants to get closer to God. And that's like, and he's just trying to understand God through the, you know, through the perspective that each religion kind of brings. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, no. And the, the problem there being that there are three conflicting versions of that truth, right? Is yeah, that that so conflict? it's like, yeah, it's like the, there are these things that, you know, there is some overlap certainly, but then there are elements that are fundamentally incompatible with each other. And it all, it's all, it all gets back to the central theme of truth being like, maybe truth is flexible or maybe truth is what you believe it to be rather than an objective thing. Yeah. Yeah. How does and that not, bear out in the boat? So, okay. Here's the part of the show where our little pre-roll about how things are going to get spoiled for you. This is what is going to spoil the entire Oh, book. no. <laughs> oh, no. But you can't, you can't talk about the book without talking about this. Okay. So you get through the vast majority of the book. Like book one about his childhood in India and book two about the Tiger Voyage constitute the vast majority of of the story yeah and then almost as an addendum there's a part three that is 
it's a tape recorder. There are these two Japanese guys who are trying to find out what happened to the, you know, the ship that he was on. Okay. Trying to, you know, find out whose fault it was that it sank and just trying to find out what happened for like, you know, reason purposes of liability. Yeah. And so while most of the story is told as this writer talking to Pi like years and years, like 20 plus years after the events happen, uh-huh. this recording is, you know, while Pi is in the hospital, you know, he, he lands in Mexico like 227 days after the ship sinks. And so he's in this Mexican hospital kind of convalescing and these Japanese businessmen track him down. And so you're getting an account of what happens from a pie who just, you know, just got done experiencing it. Oh, okay. So he tells the tiger story to the two guys and they are like, this is unbelievable. Like this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. How can you expect us to believe this story? Yeah. And so pie tells an alternate story where it's not pie and a zebra and a monkey thing and a hyena and a tiger on the boat. It's pie and a sailor with a broken leg and Pi's mother and the ship's cook. What? And the ship's cook cuts off the cuts off the sailor's broken leg and uses it to fish and then kills the sailor ah. and kills Pi's mother and eats them. What? And then and then Pi kills the cook no. and eats him. Which one's the re- which one's the real one? And no, your face right now. He says, Pi says to the two guys, you know, the two guys make make obvious connections between the two stories. Like the zebra has a broken leg. Oh, the sailor has a broken leg. The hyena ate the zebra. Yeah. Like Pi is afraid of the tiger eating everything. And in reality, Pi ends up eating everything. Like there are these these parallels. Wait, did Pi eat the other dude? And Pi says, wait, neither story. What? Did Pi eat the other did Pi eat the dude? Yeah, he eats he eats the cook. The guy who killed his own mother. And, uh, yeah, and there's and Pi says that neither story can be proven one way or the other because he's the only, you know, he's the only witness. Which Pi is saying this? The lo- This is the the Pi who just experienced the events who's sitting in the Hungry hospital. Hungry Pi. Okay. Yes. Um Pi says that neither story dis- you know explains what these guys want to know, you know, about how the ship sank. And so you know, whichever story you want to believe it doesn't really have any bearing on what you're asking about, so just believe the one that you think is the better story. What? And they say that the animal one is the better story. <laughs> Oh, no. And then Pi Pi says, and so it goes with God. What? So it's not the book leaves it very open ended as to a, which how, which version of events is the real one. How is this a feel good story? Because he survives and he gets what he married. Might have eaten he, a dude, maybe, maybe not. You don't know. Oh no. Oh man! If you turn on this, turn off this podcast because you're worried about spoilers, you are missing out. This is bananas. Yep, yep. mind trap. Oh this is... no! <laughs> how did how have people kept this such a secret? This is a good one. This because, is like a what's in the box moment. Yeah, like people just kind of a people kind of 
they're like, oh, hey, isn't that about? Isn't that the one with the tiger in the boat? <laughs> and no one, no one says. And then what happens? Everyone goes, <laughs> oh, there's a tiger in a boat. Good times. So and yeah, and this the, this gets back to the the theme of truth, where like, again, neither story is like the reader does not know which one is true. No. Well, okay. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. In in the tiger version of the story. Hmm. Pai eats the tiger? No. Where does the tiger the, go? They make it they make it safe to Mexico and the tiger vanishes into the Mexican jungle never to be heard from. Ghost again. tiger. Okay, great. Alright, continue. Theme of truth. Stories can't be proven either way. Yeah, and just like the whole thing is about is about trying to tell the story. You know, trying to tell the better story, I guess. Okay. And what does better mean? Does the book elaborate on that? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that a story where Pi's mother is not killed in front of him and then he has to eat the guy who killed her. Yeah, I guess. I think any story where that doesn't happen <laughs> is pretty objectively better. <laughs> okay. I, okay. But, and and there's like there's no there's no real indication of which one is the is the true one like obviously you spend the vast majority of your time with the tiger and i think the tiger story is the more interesting and the more uplifting of the two yes but there's a there's this one little section so so in in the bummer version no. of the story pie talks about you know he's he's in that in a raft made out of oars and life jackets and so on and so on okay so he's out of the boat yeah, and and the cook is in the boat, and the cook kills Pi's mother, and then like throws her head to him. <sighs> and then there, and there's this part earlier in the book where he talks specifically about like how difficult it is for him to recall his mother's face. No, and, like how how it's no. like he almost he almost can do it, but then it kind of vanishes from view which can be which can be taken two ways it can be taken as like it's been so long since he's seen his mother and he doesn't really have any pictures that it's hard to you know picture what she looked like which i think is you know a thing yeah for for people who died yep but it could also be oh my goodness i have this terrible association oh no with my mother's face and holding her head in my arms that's and terrible. It's just like, yeah, it's really, really like you read this whole book, and it's like there are some hardships and there are some bad times, but how does it dovetail out like, of that? It's, it's uplifting. It doesn't really. It's just the that the end of the story pretty much is like. And maybe I told you know, a lie. Whichever, what? Whichever the better story is, uh, that's the one no. you can believe if you want. And also, other fun fun facts is the tiger's name is Richard Parker. Yeah, I think I remember and hearing about that. In yeah, and in the in the book, it's like like this tiger was brought in by a hunter, and the ti- and the hunter's name was Richard Parker, and he had named the tiger Thirsty. What? <laughs> but he had filled the form out wrong, and so it <laughs> clearly stated that the hunter's name was Thirsty, and that the tiger's name was Richard Parker. <laughs> Um, but the the thing with that name is that it has like a lot of 
connotations with with shipwrecks and also with cannibalism like there is a oh really yeah there's an edgar Allan poe story where um where there's a you know a guy named richard parker who is shipwrecked there is a real life incident where a ship sinks and there are these four people in this boat and they decide to eat a uh, cabin boy named Richard Parker so oh. that the rest of them can live. I had no idea that this was all part of Life of Pi. This is really freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's all like, I don't know, like all these story elements seem like purpose built to make you really not know which 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 story is or true. Or to really know what story is true. You kidding? And And it's like it ends up the same either way. I guess. So it like doesn't Pi, go back to the frame Pi narrative. Pi still seems to be like a well-adjusted dude, and he's got a wife and kids, and he survived, and he made it through some hard times, but everything's okay now. Uh-huh. But there's the, you know, the tiger version of the story where everything's okay, and there's the awful cannibalism version of everything's okay. <laughs> oh, no. And I guess the the point of the story... I suppose is that I don't know if the tiger version of the story makes you feel better, then go ahead and believe that one. Oh, but if you're God. if you can't suspend your disbelief, then you know the brutal, just awful enough to be real cannibalism version of the story is also there for you to. It's there anytime you want it. Anytime you want a taste of that story, you just go get some. Yeah. Oh, go tear yourself off a leg. Oh no, Richard Parker. Oh god! And now I really want to watch that movie. Oh, I should read the book, actually. I suppose. Yeah, you should read the book. Yeah. I mean, my understanding is that the movie is very good, but I've not. Yeah, I've only seen part of it, muted on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that was Life of Pi. I guess we ruined Life yeah, of Pi like, for everyone. I yeah. Now that I've gone into all the themes and really just. Just the experience of reading it without knowing, and I'm sorry to have robbed all of you of that of that, <laughs> that ability to like go into it and read it and just say, "Oh, hey, isn't this the one with the kid on on the boat with the tiger?" Like that that last section just really comes out of left field. As it's just it's just really surprising. But did you? Okay. And it's, it's the more it's the more surprising for like me not having known about it, and not having heard anything about yeah. it. Yeah. So let's dive into that just a little bit for people who might have, who who maybe read it or whatever. Books or stories that do that at the end that pull the like twist. The twist. Do you think it executed it well in a way that like yes, you had no idea that it was coming, but it clearly seems to it hasn't detracted from your enjoyment of the book. You know what I mean? It's not, if you want to go for on a scale from like sixth sense to the village or sixth sense to lady in the water, maybe (laughs) M night Shyamalan does not have like an exclusive lot on anything with a twist in it. I'm just trying (laughs) to break it down. Okay. Worst I will say, okay. on to O. Henry ending. How about that? <laughs> I will say that the tiger story is still there. 
and it's still most of the book, and it's still a fun story to read. Okay. But when you get to that twist, you can kind of look back at the rest of the story and see, like, oh, you know, this, this you know, X symbolizes Y, and, and Y symbolizes Z. And, like, it doesn't detract from your enjoyment of the book, but you can definitely take that, you know, that much shorter, much... Um, what's the word I want? Like much more ghastly story. Yeah, yeah. And um, and kind of go back and insert it into what you just read, and like in in broad strokes, like the story still is the same. Like it's still about a kid out on the high seas in a lifeboat for the better part of the mm-hmm. year, just trying to get by in any way he can. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so I mean, you you can either see the tiger thing as as the real story, and since these like button-down Japanese businessmen wouldn't believe it, then you know, then tell them this this more you know grisly, more quote unquote believable version. Yeah, because you know because it's it's more, I don't know, it's less fantastical, so therefore it seems just at face value to be more believable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems to fit the fact that that twist is there seems to fit in thematically with the book so i suppose that doesn't bother you you know know what i mean yeah like and maybe it's i mean i think it goes back to the discussion about religions is like maybe there are elements of both stories that are actually true but Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or they're or they're and and you can just you can just believe what makes you feel good you know and you can just kind of gloss over the the inconsistencies and the like the things that seem to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, and a lot of it seems to be whatever you learn best from sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you can hang your hat on. And you wouldn't like positively hang your hat on the other st- on the bad story. <laughs> but if that's the one that like I don't know, has a greater capacity to impact how you live your life, well then maybe that's the one you believe. Or if it's yeah, the tiger and, one, oh, and again, no. like maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't matter which one that you believe. You can just believe the one that you get the most out of. Yeah, and whatever the better story is for you is the is the one that oh, God. you should you know accept as the truth because that's you know because in the end it all you know it's all the same anyway. It all ends with this middle-aged Canadian guy living with his family and seeming, you know, pretty content to do so. So I feel like you just told me a ghost story. I got, I'm freaked out right now. (laughs) I don't know why I can't even articulate it. This, have you read after we've done a show and we've talked about a book that I've read, have you like, have you been tempted to go and read it yourself or are you like happy enough with the discussions that we have that you feel like you don't need to go and experience it for yourself? I, like there, 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 there are definitely yeah. go ahead. things that you've read that I've wanted to read, but I just like, like all quiet on the Western front. I would like to get yeah, back to yeah, and yeah, read yeah. at some point, but like, I, I would have to look at the list right now to remember all the things that we've read that you've read that I would want to. I know there are a couple and I know this one definitely now. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to sixth sense, sixth sense that book and I'm going to read the good story and be like, no, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, I think that's the reality of us trying to do this show um, and trying to each of us have a new book each time, you know, makes it hard to go back yeah. and read the other person's books. 
but yeah and it's just it's a, it's a function of time like yeah i've gotten some feedback and maybe i should probably forward those messages on to you but there was one person in particular who was saying that maybe we should try and both read the books because it would lend itself to a better thematic discussion yeah, yeah so yeah. we did that last week for um for Jacqueline and Hyde. Hyde. And I think we did have a, a good like discussion of the deeper issues, but I think the problem is that we just don't It's harder to do schedules. Yeah, our schedules don't sync up enough, especially for longer books. Like I think something like Jekyll and Hyde is as long a story as we could both read and like and still both have be time. guaranteed yeah. to finish it and get an episode up on time. <laughs> so that's just a function of the of the show and yeah, so that that kind of makes it hard to go back and read stuff because you know I need to be I need to be focused on reading my next book so that we don't <laughs> so we don't we don't miss, miss another, another one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, this is really tempting now, though. There is the movie. I mean, yeah. Oh God, I wonder how that's handled. That a spin. Oh no! Yeah. All right, I'm excited. And if you're excited <laughs> by the life of Pi, <laughs> and by you, I mean the listener, because that was not an abrupt segue at all. You can tell us about it on social media. You can use Twitter at OverduePod, or you can use Facebook slash OverduePod, or email us, OverduePod at gmail.com. The way you say social media makes it sound like you know what it is, but you don't really understand. It. <laughs> it's that thing that the kids, you, it's, we don't have a Vine. I'm sorry, we don't have an Instagram. Teenagers, what get out of here. Vine? You flipping through a book. I guess. Um, you can also go to our website at www.overduepodcast.com. Um, that www is very important. Don't forget it. <laughs> um, we have up on that site, we have links to our RSS feeds. We have links to our iTunes store. If you wanted to go in there and rate and review us, it just takes a couple of minutes and it really would help us, you know, get some more um, exposure in the iTunes store. So if you, if you went and did that. If you haven't already, that would be amazing. Um, we also have Amazon links to the books, not just the books that we have read and like the current week's episode, but also the books for the next two weeks. So if you want to follow along or if you want to get your mind blown and read Life of Pi yourself, like use those links, buy the books, and that will give us a little bit of money for like hosting and hooch and what have you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a follow-up for that. <laughs> that sounds great. And did we say about our email address? Yeah, I said the we... email address. You said the email address? There are address? back episodes and... on the on the website, too. You could download them or whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think this is episode 21. 21. So we've, we've read a pretty hefty bookshelf's worth of books. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, get, what? I'm getting ready to move my bookshelves in a few weeks. I'm going to have to reevaluate all Ugh. the books I'm moving around. Me too. Uh, we'll have a moving episode <laughs> at some point in the future. I where think. we just read like manuals for U-Haul trucks. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us on Overdue. We'll see you next week. Yeah, bye. Bye.